was made. Also, they've got bodies, not necessarily physical bodies, but certainly spiritual bodies, and they've appeared to people looking like men. But they don't have a gender, uh, because as the writer of Hebrews said, and we read it earlier, all angels are ministering spirits. They're a different kind of being to human beings. They're spirits. Uh, in the Bible, they sometimes appear as men, uh, but they're not human beings. They're spirits. Now, the, the Bible describes God as spirit too, but it doesn't mean that angels are equal to God. There's a figure who appears frequently throughout the Old Testament in the Bible called the angel of the Lord or the angel of God, uh, and this seems to be God himself appearing as an angel or a man, but we're not talking about that character, okay? Uh, we're talking about your regular bog-standard angel, all right, uh, if there is a regular such a thing. Uh, and we see that they're creatures, okay? They're made by God, they're under God, but they're over human beings. As the writer of Hebrews says when talking about God the Son coming as the man Jesus, we read it earlier. Uh, well, we didn't read it earlier, but you can read it later on in Hebrews 2. We do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while. When Jesus came as a human being, uh, we're told he was made lower than the angels. So angels are higher than human beings. So they're, they're creatures, they're spirits, they're superior to human beings, and they're powerful. Uh, we're told of uh, many times of, of their power throughout the Bible. Two angels, for example, appearing as men, visited the infamous city of Sodom way back in the day, uh, and in their interactions with uh, Abraham's nephew, Lot, and his family were told this. The men, these angels, uh, inside reached out and pulled Lot back into his house and shut the door, and then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so that they couldn't find the door. So angels can blind a mob if they like. Uh, they can also kill many people with plagues. Uh, when King David, many years after that incident, stupidly disobeyed God and he brought God's judgment down upon his people, we're told God sent a plague among the Israelites that killed 70,000 people. But, as we read, when the angel reached out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand. The angel, this angel, had the power to kill 70,000 people with a plague and only God could stop it. Again, later still, when the Assyrian king at the time, the most powerful man on the planet, uh, came against the land of Judah and Jerusalem with the full force of his, of his army, we're told the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and, and the commanders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. One angel was able to annihilate the greatest human army on earth at the time. So, they're pretty powerful. They're creatures, spirits, inferior to God, but superior to people, to human beings, uh, if for no other reason that they're incredibly powerful. And so, not surprising, they're pretty intimidating. Uh, the, the prophet Daniel saw the angel Gabriel at one stage, and he describes him uh, as this. A man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Uphaz around his waist, uh, his body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze and his voice like the sound of a multitude. And the people's response to this angel, uh, 
It's not surprising, Daniel goes on to write. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision, who saw this angel. Those who were with me didn't see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale and I was helpless. And then I heard him speaking and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. Angels are freaky intimidating. And there seems to be something of a hierarchy amongst them, uh, as the angel Gabriel goes on to tell Daniel uh, in Daniel chapter 10. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. So it seems there's there are archangels like Michael uh, and lesser angels, perhaps like Gabriel. Uh, which is pretty amazing, uh, if seeing Gabriel terrified Daniel the way that he, that he did, how much more impressive and imposing do you think an archangel is? Uh, Michael, for instance. Either way, uh, archangel or regular angel, angel, angels are impressive and intimidating. They're often seen to be dressed in supernaturally bright white as well. And there seems to be bad angels too. Fallen angels, as they have been called traditionally of which Satan is said to be uh, the principal bad angel. Now, I'm not actually 100% sure on this, uh, and I'm happy to chat to you uh, afterwards if you want to about Satan and demons and fallen angels, but let's stick to the good angels for now. And how contrary to uh, popular belief, they don't actually have wings. Sorry. Uh, of the 273 times that angels are mentioned in the Bible, not once are they said to have wings. Uh, there are other heavenly creatures that have wings, uh, creatures called cherubim, uh, but we're not talking about them, we're talking about angels, all right? Uh, so angels don't have wings. So where does the idea of wings come from? Because whenever we see angels picture, they've got wings, right? Right? Whenever you see an angel, it's got wings. So where does that idea come from? Well, some other ancient Hebrew texts, uh, the books of Enoch particularly say they do. Here's an example. From uh, to Enoch. It says, It came to pass when Enoch had told his sons uh, that the angels took him on to their wings and bore them up onto the first heaven and placed him on the clouds. That's just one example. Uh, the book of Enoch, the books of Enoch, while they're not the Bible and not God's word, nonetheless they were actually popular amongst early Christians. And so under the influence of uh, these writings, uh, but also, not just these writings, but a desire to, to clearly portray angels as creatures uh, and to distinguish them from God, but also to distinguish them from men. Uh, early Christian art actually started to depict angels with wings and also without beards, uh, which to our eyes uh, might end up, and it does, I think, ends up, a lot of the, the rendering of angels look fairly effeminate, right? Uh, but it was initially aimed to make them look genderless uh, and to make it clear that they're creatures under God, but over human beings, powerful and intimidating. And I reckon uh, this is actually a great rendering of what an angel might look like. It's from a graphic novel uh, on the book of Revelation, if you want to uh, hit me up for the details for that. But, yeah, I think maybe that's a, a good picture of what an angel might look like. But 
Uh, what do they do? Well, first and foremost, it seems angels' first function is to worship God and Jesus. Uh, as we read in the vision of heaven that God gave the Apostle John uh, in the book of Revelation, he writes, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. And again, uh, we read all the angels, or John saw this in his vision, all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. That's what the angels are doing. Seems to be their first job. First and foremost, angels serve God by declaring his praise and praising Jesus. That's their job, to declare it loudly, that Jesus is worthy of all glory and all praise, that God is worthy. What else do they get up to? Well, as we touched on earlier, they're actually agents of God's judgment. Uh, Indeed, the book of uh, Revelation is full of angels delivering God's judgment on earth. So, for example... In Revelation chapter 8, the angel, we're told, uh, took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it onto the earth and there came peals of thunder and rumblings, flashes of lightning and an earthquake. This is just one example of angels being agents of God's judgment. Indeed, angels are not just uh, agents of his judgment now, they are also to be involved in the final judgment of God. As Jesus says at the end of the age, where he speaks of himself as the son of man, he says this, The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, hell, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So angels, they're all about praising God. They're all about rendering God's judgments, including his final judgment. But but here and now, what are they doing? Well, they're, they're ministering to God's people, as we read earlier in Hebrews. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Those who inherit salvation, who are they? Well, those are, those, that's those who are trusting in Jesus. Those who look to him for the forgiveness of their sins and the hope of eternal life. Who look to Jesus to know God. Who look to Jesus to know how best to love God and how best to love others. Who look to the day when Jesus returns and, and comes to take them home into the new heavens and the new earth. People who will inevitably struggle in this life, but have hope in Christ. It's to these people that God sends angels as ministering spirits to assist them, particularly when they find themselves oppressed or confused in a hostile world, to strengthen them in their faith and in their confidence in God. Now, some think that we each have a guardian angel, that there is a a special angel assigned to each Christian, that every one of us has our own special angel. But that's actually based on uh, one verse in Matthew chapter 18, and it's probably a bit of a stretch. Uh, Happy to chat to you further about that if you like. But the idea uh, that the angels in heaven generally are there to serve Christians, that's that's for sure. And while we may not be able to put a finger on exactly uh, when the angels have served us, some would say they have directly experienced this. Uh, Last week, our very own Ruth Gillett 
had a bit of a turn in church, you may have seen. Uh, she had to be taken to hospital where she was stayed, she stayed overnight. Uh, she's back at home. She's fine, by the way. Everything's fine. She's, uh, in a good spot. But while she was in hospital, something happened to her. Uh, during the night, a gentleman was admitted and, uh, placed in the bed next to Ruth. And through the night, she heard him praying. A, a pleading kind of prayer that gave her great peace and, uh, she was able to actually drop off to sleep and have a good sleep. Uh, in the morning, she, she actually, uh, chatted to the guy and asked him if he'd been praying during the night. Uh, he was shocked by the question. Uh, he said, almost like it was a stupid question, he said, no, I wasn't doing that at all. Ruth knew she heard a man praying. A prayer that calmed her, that sent her off to sleep. And she could find no other explanation other than it was an angel. And realising this, that an angel was praying for her, she said her faith in Jesus has just really been strengthened. She's been incredibly encouraged. Now, this sounds exactly like what an angel would do. Minister to those who are inheriting salvation. Now, you you may not have experienced anything like this. Uh, angels serving you directly and strengthening you in, in your faith in this kind of direct way. But that doesn't mean they're not. They most certainly are. Even just in their existence. Uh, which makes a world of difference to us and brings us to our final point. The difference angels and their work make for us, for those who are believing in Jesus. Firstly, if for no other reason than their existence, they're, they're actually a check, I reckon, on our overly materialistic worldview. If you're anything like me, even as a Christian, you're probably prone to jump to physical or this-worldly explanations for things that seem inexplicable. Uh, as you were listening to Ruth's story that I just told you, what, what was your first thought? Did you have the thought that surely there was another man in the room that she just didn't see? Why? Why did you have that thought? Because it could, couldn't have possibly been an angel? Well, why not? According to God, according to Jesus, they're all ministering spirits sent by God to serve those who will inherit salvation. If you believe Jesus is God and that he saved you, then believe angels are serving you, perhaps in ways that you have no idea about. That angels exist, I reckon, is it's a good check on our sometimes overly materialistic worldview. Particularly as we come to the Christmas story and the very historical claim of Jesus' birth, which is cram-packed full of angels, right? Uh, doing exactly what we'd expect angels to do, but doing it a lot, an awful lot. Firstly, they praise God as they bail up the shepherds uh, in the field to announce Jesus' coming. I'm sure we've read this many times. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. The angel's job is to praise God, to give him the glory. And the arrival of Jesus, well, that's just the best reason uh, to do their job and to encourage us to do likewise, to find our purpose, to find the reason for our existence, the satisfaction of being created by God to praise him and to glorify him. But their other job is, is not just to encourage us to praise God, it's actually to serve those who are inheriting salvation, to, to announce to those who will hear it and receive it that peace from God is theirs as they embrace Jesus and believe in him. In a way, 
what the angels announced to the shepherds in those fields years and years ago, they're still announcing to us. Now, the Saviour of the world has come. Come to save us from our sins. Come to give us eternal life. Come to give us life to the full. Even now and every day from here on in, the angels are declaring the good news of Jesus. Are we listening? Are we accepting their message? Are we treating them for what they are? Messengers from God sent to serve us with the good news of Jesus. But that's not all. I reckon there's at least one more difference angels make to our lives. And that's to reckon with just how much God cherishes us. As the Apostle uh, Peter writes, and he wrote this uh, to Christians, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing, when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. The wonderful, incredible news of Jesus, God come to earth, to suffer the weakness of humanity and to bear the sins of the world on that cross so that those who rely on him for God's forgiveness might know the glory of truly knowing God, of truly knowing his love, of being able to love him back, of being with him now and forever. This glory is ours. It's for us, not angels. They long to look into this. But they will never know the love of God, our Father, in and through the love of God the Son who shed his blood, not for them, but for us. They can never know God's unwarranted, vast, merciful and gracious forgiving love as we can. And so it would seem then that angels are there, not just to lead us in praising God, encouraging us to praise God and to guide us in faith in Jesus and guard us in our walk with Jesus and spur us on in our walk with Jesus, I reckon they're there just to help us to cherish Jesus in as much as what they don't know from him that we do. God's great love for us. So let's let angels do their job. Encourage us today and in the days to come not just by their mere awesome existence, but let them do their job by focusing on Jesus to the praise of God's glory now and every day until Jesus comes again. Until Jesus comes again to bring eternal relief to those who are troubled. And how is he going to come? Well, announced by the voice of the archangel and revealed from heaven in fire with his powerful angels. I'm going to pray that that will be the case for us. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for angels. Thank you that they are servants, your servants, sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Thank you that they have been faithful, proclaiming and declaring your praise and your glory and honour, particularly with the coming of the Lord Jesus and his reign in glory. Please help us to 
listen to their message, to join them in their praise, to glory in the goodness of your great love for us in Jesus and to cherish that love like they can't. And may that cherishing of your love for us in Jesus, that is the envy of angels, be something that carries us on and keeps us trusting in Jesus and knowing your goodness and your love for us now and always. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.